0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Not If I Reboot You First, the show where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she-her pronouns. I'm Tanner and I use they-them pronouns. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Tanner. Have you ever seen a musical? I've seen a couple. Cool. Have you ever seen Be More Chill? No, but you've played the music. Yeah, okay. I was—I tr- couldn't remember if I had exposed you to it or not. This week we're doing Be More Chill. <laughs> if you couldn't tell from my full musical number from last week.
1: Yeah, that was rather spectacular.
0: Thank you. So, Be More Chill, for those who do not know it, and there's probably a significant number. It's a newer musical, and it only recently got to Broadway, which... It's a pretty good feat, because the musical started in 2015 in, like, a random Ohio theater, and then (laughs) it just got ludicrously popular because people on Tumblr found it, and this was back when Tumblr was, I mean, it's always been a hell site, but, like, only a few circles deep this time. Yeah. They started as a really small production that only ran for a few months, and then because of the uh, fan outcry, they were picked up by an off-Broadway theater, and then because that did so well, they made their Broadway debut this February. Cool. As for the plot itself, Be More Chill is your classic musical about um, teenagers being on the outside and trying to belong and ingesting nanomachines in order to succumb to peer pressure. Okay. It begins with our hero, Jeremy here, who is a loser. <laughs> and... He and his best friend Michael don't really have any plans to become cooler at all until Jeremy gets this offer to purchase a Squip, which is a supercomputer that you ingest with Mountain Dew, we don't know why, (laughs) and implants itself inside your brain to create a hologram that only you can see that will teach you how to be a cooler person. Okay. Over the course of the show, the Squip hologram program AI thing It tells Jeremy how to be cooler and how to get more friends and how to win over his crush, Christine. And, you know, over the course of it, he only has to change himself completely and abandon all of his friends and morals and almost start a machine uprising. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So, yeah, we start as a normal teen musical and then take a hard left into deep sci-fi. Yeah. You know, I listened to the entire album last night while I was working to prepare for this. Oh, wow. And I... I like it so much, I don't even know how to start, other than just saying, oh, it's so good. <laughs> I also woke up two hours ago.
1: Well, from the songs that you have exposed me to, they were they were pretty good, actually.
0: They're extremely good. It's one of the few musicals I've, I mean... I usually don't do deep dives into, like, the musicality of shows because I'm not that well-versed in just music theory in general. <laughs> but Be More Chill is something where you very easily pick up on, like, recurring themes and sounds and motifs. Um, it ha- all the songs have a very distinct sci-fi feel to them. Cool. Which really sets it apart from other musicals. Like, is there a Frankenstein musical? I don't know. Even if there is, I imagine they go for, like, a more gothic Victorian sound. Um, yeah. I think Jekyll and Hyde was a rock opera. I think those are the only two musicals that come close to being sci-fi. Okay. Maybe Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark is sci-fi.
1: Well, would you count uh, Repo the Genetic Opera as a musical,
0: or... Well, I mean I mean, it's definitely a musical. It's full of songs. Yeah. <laughs> um, the sci-fi. I would count as sci-fi, but it goes for a rock sound. Um, yeah. Like, Be More Chill brings in the theremin, Ooh. which they explicitly, like, it was designed to make spooky horror noises. Yeah. And you can, like, you listen to the songs, and a lot of them open with, like, this... Nya, 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 nya. <laughs> it's gonna sound weird as shit when I play it back. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else? There is a song... That's entirely a riff off of the phone tag song from Bye Bye Birdie. Okay. Where like, wait, okay, have you ever seen, uh, what is the song? No, it? I've never song. seen Bye Bye Birdie. Okay, but there's, I've never seen it either, but I looked up the telephone song from Bye Bye Birdie okay. due to stuff that happens in this musical and also stuff that happens in Young Avengers.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> um, but basically it's an entire song where all the local teens call all the other local teens that they know, and, like, do phone tag and, like, are juggling call waiting just so they can spread all the gossip about two people who have started going steady.
1: Oh. It's from
0: the 50s, so those are the actual words.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and in Be More Chill, that's, they take inspiration from that, and it's a whole bunch of people calling each other and texting each other to spread all the gossip about someone burning a house down the previous night. <laughs> Oh my god, that escalated quickly. Actually, it's deep in the second act, so there's there's a steady build to it escalating. Okay. Though it is uh, prefaced by a character running and the background screaming, I need Mountain Dew Red! <laughs> there's also, it's probably uh... most popular for the song Michael in the Bathroom, where the character of Michael has a full on panic attack while hiding in the bathroom at a, a wild teen party. Okay. It's very good, and I have emotions every time I listen to it, probably because I force myself to start singing along about halfway through. <laughs> okay, yeah. I get feelings about this musical, Lindsay. I get feelings about a lot of musicals, but especially Be More Chill. I have no chill about Be More Chill.
1: Yeah. But it also, like, fits into your.
0: Brand? My brand of Anxiety Boys? Yeah. My my, my six different versions of the Anxiety Boy get superpowers and has anxiety about it that I've done for, like, consecutive NaNoWriMo's?
1: Yes. <laughs> and the fact that you are an anxiety person?
0: I'm very much the anxiety person. One year I changed it up and wrote an Anxiety Girl.
1: <laughs> Still an anxiety person.
0: The Anxiety Brand. <laughs> you get... You give anxiety into the world, and you receive it back thricefold. <laughs> yes! As was so foretold by the Norns. <laughs> I bet none of the Norse gods had anxiety.
1: Frig. Because of the whole Baldur situation.
0: That's true. Loki should have had anxiety, but he didn't. And that's probably led to his downfall several times.
1: Yeah! Loki's lack of anxiety is why he is currently chained up underneath the world tree and has the serpent dripping poison into his face.
0: Damn, when are we getting Loki the musical? <laughs> anyway, be, be more, more chill. chill.
1: How are you going to adapt
0: it? So, here's the thing. I'm torn about how I want to adapt it because I'm adapting this as a film. Cuz that seems to be like the end game for most musicals these days. Yeah. However, Part of me wants to make this animated.
1: Okay.
0: And the main reason for that is because a lot of my exposure to be... I mean, I listened to the whole album one night and had a lot of feelings about it. Yeah. But after that, I went on YouTube and I wanted to see people's covers of the songs. But what I also found were a whole bunch of animatics. Okay. And I'd found plenty of animatics before when I went... Did a deep dive into the Heather's fandom.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot for Hamilton, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And just anything, really. There's yeah. McElroy animatics. Yeah, There's they're, animatics they're... for John Mulaney using the characters from Spider-Verse, which is very good. <laughs> also, okay. can I just say, speaking of spiders, you could very easily write a Be More Chill A U of Spider-Man Homecoming, because you can map Jeremy okay. onto Peter, and Michael onto Ned, and yeah. Christine onto Liz or MJ, whatever yeah. floats your boat, and you can b- combine Tony and Karen into the squip. Okay. Because Jeremy does have a dad, but it doesn't really map onto Tony very well. Part of the backstory is that Jeremy's mom left the family, and now his dad is in such a deep depression that he doesn't even put on pants anymore.
1: (laughs) I shouldn't laugh, but okay.
0: No, you should laugh. Um, (laughs) Until the very end, where Jeremy calls his dad out and basically says, you're a useless father who can't even wear pants. (laughs) And then there's a song called The Pants Song, (laughs) where Michael goes to the house and encourages Jeremy's dad to fight for him. And it does include the lyrics... When you love somebody, you put your pants on for them. (laughs) Also, this show opens with the very best lines that any musical could ever have, which are, I'm waiting for my porno to load. (laughs) So,
1: okay, this should be an animated
0: movie, musical. Well, okay, here's the thing. Part, Part of me wants to make it animated, but part of me also understands the, um the benefits of having live action, especially with musical, like, I'm not, this is not gonna be me, uh, shitting on animation, I've never shown animation, especially after yeah. Spider-Verse was, like, a fucking revelation, yeah. but there are certain aspects of making an animated musical where it would not be as, it's not as impressive animated as it is live action, like, because obviously animation takes a lot of work, but... Yeah you that's something you like you realize in your the back of your mind as you're watching whereas yeah. when you watch a live action musical and all the stuff they accomplish there that's something you're watching and like one of your main thoughts is oh wow this is so well done and directed and choreographed and all that stuff okay and obviously you have to go through all that with animation It's probably more difficult to pull off but it does not invoke the same reaction necessarily mm like, there are certain songs where, if we were to animate them, they wouldn't be as impressive. They would more so look like just an animated music video. Okay. So, I've been going back and forth on this all okay. night, for the past eight hours. <laughs> okay. But, pr- predominantly, I like the animation idea, because this is something that actually came to my mind when we did our episode with Christina. Yeah. Yeah. And she talked about how you, we could mesh the 2D and 3D animation, and that's something I think would be very cool, how the majority of the show could be animated in two dimensions, yeah, and then the squip and anything like that the squip does is in CGI. Okay, yeah. Because then it definitely sets it apart... I very much like when things are set apart from reality by making it obviously CGI, like yeah. how they attempted to do it in Green Lantern, which I appreciate the effort, even though the uh, payoff wasn't as good.
1: Uh, oh, there's a lot of stuff about that Green Lantern movie that was just like, neat concept, that you didn't stick the landing.
0: I mean, they succeeded in making the costume look otherworldly, but it looks otherworldly because it's obviously fake.
1: Yeah. Also, you should have gone with... Uh... With John Stewart, but that's mostly because a lot of your audience didn't even know
0: about Hal Jordan. I had never heard of Hal Jordan until the movie.
1: Yeah, I was the exact same way.
0: <sighs> uh, I don't think Jeremy would be able to be a Green Lantern.
1: No. Michael
0: could be a Blue Lantern. Okay. I feel like that's in his wheelhouse. Yep. I think he's the only character who could pull off being a Lantern. Okay. No, I'm surprised there aren't more Green Lantern AUs. Yeah, or maybe there, there are, be. and we just didn't notice them because they would have come out during Blackest Night. Mm. After this, I'm going to have to look up Green Lantern AU.
1: Yeah, we might have to do a deep dive onto fanfiction.net. You know, sometimes
0: I go to F- FFNet because, like, I, I'm sick of reading really high-quality, epic lines <laughs> fanfics. I just want a tiny little thing that was clearly written by someone in middle school that's like, oh, this is a little bit good and mostly quaint. Yeah. Go on there to encourage their dreams. I wouldn't have made it to Archive of Our Own if I hadn't started on FFNet. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, be more chill. Be more chill. Um, Um, Also, another advantage to having it being animated musical is that we could get all of the original cast or majority of the original cast back to record it. Yeah. Which would be great. Um, When they moved from the smaller production to the Broadway, they kept most of the original cast. Okay. um, But they did change a few people. They changed Jeremy. Which he's good. Like I'm not gonna say he's bad, but it's just I'm so used to uh, Will Colony. Well, no, Will Will Connolly is okay. the original Jeremy, and I, I like he's is. It's kind of like a situation where everyone has their own doctor. Yeah, like my doctor is the eleventh, and my Jeremy is Will Call Will, Will Connolly. Okay, I don't. That should not be a hard name to pronounce, and yet here we are. <laughs> um, who is the current Broadway Jeremy? I'm just checking that quickly. Will Roland. So, Will Roland is very good. And okay. he definitely has the look down. I mean, none of these are people are teenagers. Yeah. But he can play terrible awkward nerd trash. Yeah.
1: That transcends age.
0: <laughs> yes. Also like if we flipped to live action, the only person I could think of who I'd maybe have play a teen is Skylar Gisondo, who, he looks nerdy until you go on his Instagram and realize, oh, he's jacked as hell. Yeah.
1: I think that's common with a lot of actors, where it's like, well, what if I have to take off my shirt for something? Yeah. Or I gotta be in a spread.
0: I mean, being an absolute geek dork disaster isn't so much a physique as it is a state of mind. Yeah. Like, like,
1: think of Billy from Power Rangers.
0: <laughs> it looks like he's in marching band, but can also kill you with his bare hands. <laughs> yeah. I can't. There's never been a Power Ranger who's been in a marching band.
1: Yeah, and that's like a staple of being a nerd.
0: Yeah, you gotta get on that. Yeah. Also, that reminds me, I need to write a... I had an idea for... A a, uh, Power Rangers AU fanfic where I replaced all the rangers with other teen characters that I liked and that did include like Jeremy and also people from YA fanfics and I think I got one of the Heathers in there somehow oh my god when you bond with a dino gem it makes you immortal (laughs) I'm Heather McNamara and I'm the lost yellow dino charge ranger (laughs) the Be More Chill fandom and Heather's fandom actually get along very well Okay. In fact, I'm pretty sure there's several fanfics where Heather McNamara does get a squip. Huh.
1: That's interesting.
0: Because what's more 80s than supercomputers? Yeah. Actually, there is a little bit, there's a little bit of, like, an 80s vibe in some of the sounds that Be More Chill has. Just, like, a sprinkling of 80s.
1: Well, do they use a lot of uh, synth? in Yeah, the... like, I mean, that's where yeah. the theremin,
0: it's like, a lot of stuff has Theremin combined with synth, combined with just keyboardness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's a pretty like, you know, eighties synth wave retro wave, that sort of shit going on. I listen yeah. to a lot of that.
0: It yeah. it doesn't quite hit vaporwave.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so what sort of like is there a particular studio that you think would
0: Go on I mean I saw Spiderverse and now I just want Sony to animate everything. <laughs> yeah but like
1: they could definitely
0: um because here's the thing when you have a a stage production you think oh wow that's so cool because they only have so much to work with yeah especially with be more chill who has consistently had a very low budget for what it does yeah they do not have extras oh any so-called extras are just the main players playing background characters and the audience just accepts this okay (laughs) there are three adult characters and they're all played by the same guy. Oh, wow. If you have something animated, you're impressed because, oh, wow, this is so animated. Yeah. And especially with the Spider-Verse people who are so good at just making all these little movements in the characters be very meaningful.
1: Yeah. So
0: you could have a single character doing a song all by themselves. Yeah. And that would still, like, have, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, meat, I guess, to yeah. it. Wait. <laughs> it would still have a lot of style and substance. Yes. And it could hook you instead of just a character casually singing in their room. Like they'd be moving and dancing and singing, like have all the stuff happening. And so I'd very much, and I'm not saying the Spider-Verse studio is the only people who could do that, but they're like my uh, touchstone when it comes to this sort of thing. Okay. Also, Spider-Verse was a little bit cyberpunk, so you can definitely bring that kind of energy into this story as well. Okay. On the flip side, if we did do it live action, the Squib could be played by Keanu Reeves. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> when the squip first like appears to jeremy he's like oh my gosh you look like Keanu reeves like this is my default form but i can't also look like sean connery uh samuel L. jackson and anime waifu <laughs> like no default's fine <laughs> also i would love if a be more chill production ever manifested in regina i would audition for the squip in a heartbeat <laughs> I would audition for The squib. I'd audition for Jeremy. I'd audition for Michael. I'd audition for Rich. I probably wouldn't get the latter because one of the plot points is that Rich is short. (laughs) He's got to learn to not really smoke a lot. He shouldn't get so high for a tiny guy.
1: (laughs) And you're, what, six foot?
0: I am. Okay. I'm I'm five foot eleven and three quarters. (laughs) So we might as well say six feet. And I always forget how tall I am. And I'll be like, wow, you're short. And I'm like, no, I'm normal, Tanner. You're just tall. Yeah. And an idiot.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't do the whole, you're tall thing until, like, they're really tall. But I'm ugh. also
0: short, so. It's such a struggle being tall and also wanting a tall boyfriend.
1: Yeah. And... Though, ugh,
0: there there was a guy, There is an absolute smoke show who came into co-op, and he was definitely seven and a half feet tall. <laughs>
1: You sure he wasn't playing for the Riders?
0: No. I'm pretty sure. I see a smoke show. He was really more like a beanpole, but in a cute way.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, because you like him tall and skinny.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I want them to gangle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I want them to resemble David Bowie standing on top of the shoulders of an evident David Bowie, with (laughs) David Bowies grafted onto each of their limbs. (laughs)
1: Yeah, um my situation, like I don't want to be sizist, but I am on the short side and guys who are shorter than me kind are kinda weird for me.
0: Like we're not saying we're absolutely not gonna date you. But it's just that there there are certain appearances of people who will cause an instinctual reaction.
1: Yeah. And mine is You're a dude who's the same age, maybe older than me. But you come up to my eyebrows and I am five foot two. <laughs> that is just This is strange.
0: You wanna date a person who can hurl you in the shot place. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a reason why I'm attracted to tall beefcakes, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Homoru Arakawa. Like, yeah.
0: Oh, what if Chris Evans played the squip?
1: Oh. Mm.
0: I'd love seeing Chris Evans playing a bad guy because the squip does end up becoming a bad guy. Yeah. It's like, hey, Jeremy, I couldn't figure out how to make you cool enough for Christine to fall in love with you. So uh, I'm just going to cause a hive mind across the entire teenage populace of the city and force her to fall in love with you.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, and as for Chris Evans, I do feel like there's a certain energy within him that wants to start playing an asshole again.
0: I mean, John, yeah, Johnny Storm is an asshole. I'm thinking, like, no, a villain. Yeah. Like, more more closer to Lucas Lee, I think, is okay. the most villainous he's ever gotten.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, dang. Okay, <laughs> so if, if we did do live action and be more chill, Edgar Wright would be an excellent director.
1: Yes, perfect for it. And then we just got to find actors who can sing.
0: Yes, which is not Actually, hard.
1: yeah, there's a lot of actors who can sing.
0: And explicitly go out of our way to find diverse people.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Be More Chill is actually very good with that. It's pretty just mixed all across the board. Yeah. Um, really, the only character who has an explicitly required race is uh, Michael.
1: Okay.
0: And that's that's not so much like required in the text so much as just grandfathered in because of productions and because the actor whose name I've completely forgotten. Hang on, let me Google that. George Salazar. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of grandfathered in that Michael is Filipino. Okay. And so that's another reason why it's so easy to graph Be More Chill onto Spider-Man Homecoming because Ned Leeds is Filipino. Yeah. Jacob is Filipino, so Ned Leeds is Filipino. Yeah. Okay. I forgot where I was.
1: Uh, it's diverse, and it's about mental health, and... It is about
0: mental health, and yeah. peer Fresher, and, um... Drug technology and it's, it's dangers it's, it's you can get a drug metaphor out of there somewhere. Like the squ- the squip is a giant mechanical metaphor for yeah. whatever you want it to be.
1: Yeah, it's um, applicability.
0: Exactly, because yes. it can. Like the obvious one is peer pressure, because it's basically saying, "Do this to be cool, and if you don't do this, you will fail forever." <laughs> um. It also almost gets Jeremy sexually assaulted. Yay! Yeah, that's a scene. Like, the second act is when things start getting very serious.
1: Okay, and they treat it seriously, right?
0: That yeah, they treat it seriously. Okay, that's good. I mean, they they don't like put in giant neon letters. The squip almost got Jeremy raped because he turned off his ability to consent. Ironically, Jeremy taking alcohol got him out of that situation because it shut down the squip for temporarily. Oh, okay. There's yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Um, squip can also apply to drugs, like. There is, like, in the very first song where Jeremy finds out about the squip, he's like, so, is this drugs? And then Rich, the kid who already has a squip and is telling Jeremy about the squip, is like, no, Jeremy, it's better than drugs. It's from Japan! (laughs) (laughs) It's a gray oblong pill, quantum nanotechnology CPU. (laughs) Yeah, whoever plays Rich needs to fucking belt. Yes. And that's, again, so going back to why I'd love it to be animated is because then we can get the original cast back, yeah. including Gerard Canonico. Okay. He plays Rich. <laughs> his Yeah, his quote on the Be More Chill wiki is, It's from Japan! <laughs> um, he's the, He is the Bicon of the week, canonically.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, um, cause that's
0: another, another applicability thing. The Squip can, um, represent heteronormativity. Yes. Because it stopped Rich from coming out as bi, because that would make him cool. At the end, when they all get rid of everyone's Squip's, uh, not Gerard, well, I mean, technically Gerard, but the character yeah. of Rich. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rich is, uh, sitting there in the hospital room cause he'd burned down a house and yeah. he's like, from now on the girls are going to get to know the real Rich Karanthke. And the guy. Oh my god, I'm so totally bi!
1: (laughs) So does he have a lisp, or did he like- Yeah, he
0: does have a lisp. That's another thing that the script tried to get rid of. Okay. And then, um, apparently in the Broadway version, they also added Rich trying to flirt with Michael, because because everyone just latched onto that pairing.
1: Yes. Okay, I can see it. Um...
0: I think in the fandom, Jeremy's the only guy who might end up with the female character. Okay. Um and that's only occasionally because there also there's a lot of stuff between him and Michael. They have a powerful friendship that can easily be extrapolated on. Yes. They also Michael is the kind of character who wears jackets with patches. Okay. And they slapped a pride patch onto his jacket for <laughs> the Revivals. <laughs> okay. Cuz everyone was like I mean they they were definitely playing him as somewhere queer okay. in the original and Every single person who watched the show picked up on that. And I'm pretty sure George Salazar is queer as well. But yeah, so they slapped a pride patch onto his jacket. And everyone's like, yes, good. Cool. You've made very sound decisions today in the costuming department. <laughs> they also... they Another interesting fact is that in the book... Oh yeah, this is based on a book. I oh. forgot to mention that. Which you okay. can buy at Chapters. Okay. Um, They changed a lot from the book, including the Squip not being the ultimate villain. And... Yeah. Michael being a terrible white child who has yellow fever waifu body pillow.
1: Ooh. Yeah. That's probably for the
0: best. They burned Book Michael to the ground and then he arose like a gay phoenix from the ashes. (laughs) Into a character who is, you know, good.
1: Yeah. Kind of following in the tradition of uh, Starship Troopers and Kiss Me Deadly. (laughs) And And M.A.S.H. And M.A.S.H. In that you read the book and you're like, there is a good story in here, but fuck everything else. Anyways. Back to the musical.
0: So, yeah. So it's based on a book. Um, and one interesting thing is, this isn't a huge thing, but it's a fun fact, is that in the book, Rich is described as having a streak of red in his hair. Oh. Like, not a ginger, but like, he took one of those Party City spray cans <laughs> and just <laughs> pshed a red streak through the middle of his hair.
1: <laughs> the stuff that can stain your skull
0: yeah oh i know from experience
1: (laughs) yeah and you got to be careful with that shit because it can run oh yeah i had that problem when i was a kid and i i dressed up as i think snow white and in real life i am super blonde
0: oh god (laughs) that would have been so nasty
1: yeah thank god i was five years old at the time so it didn't really matter
0: yeah thank god it didn't like damage your hair. Yeah. Me, me trying to do that for a Monokuma costume is probably why my hair is completely destroyed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I had a period where I was dyeing my hair with just, like, the store-bought kits, and mm-hmm. uh, never never again after the whole duck-down-yellow situation.
0: Did I ever see that?
1: Uh, This is bef- this is when I was still living in BC, and um, okay. my mom was trying to put in some lowlights into my hair. As oh. I said, I'm barely blonde. Like, not white blonde. That was when I was, like, seven, but, like, I'm still very blonde. And my mom thought it would be a great idea to put in some lowlights to, you know, add definition and depth to my hair and um, turned me the exact same color as a little duckling.
0: <laughs> Rubber ducky, you're the one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Rich, Rich had that terrible streak of red in his hair in the book. Yeah. And he did not have it in the original production. But then the fans who found the book decided to draw him with that red streak in all of their fan art and animatics, and so then that was reincorporated back into the revivals. Cool. So that's your uh, fun fact for costuming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just put that in there as a thought.
0: Yeah. We've gone through this pretty quick. Um, Like, I think I've kind of established all the stuff I'd love to see, like, animation and or live action wise.
1: Yeah, and I guess this one question could apply to both animation and live action, but, like, the sort of aesthetic I'm getting is a bit more of the synth-wavy, you know, purples...
0: You know what I'm talking about! Yeah. Yeah. And, well, like, that, but also, it's the kind of aesthetic... You take that aesthetic, but it's kind of forcing itself on top of a teen suburbia aesthetic.
1: Okay. Because,
0: like I said, it this starts out, like... If no one if you if I took someone into this and didn't tell them anything about it, yeah. they'd be saying like, okay, yeah, so this is like a, a teens musical and it's about like a coming of age thing, so it's like a Heathers or it's Spring like awakening uh, or Yeah, um uh what uh what's his name? The the Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. <laughs> they'd go in thinking that and then you get three songs in and there's a kid, like, you hear, like, the theremin just go ham as yeah. Rich has, like, some kind of electroshock therapy inside the bathroom in his own brain. Ooh. And then he starts singing about nanotechnology, and the person who has no idea what this is is just sitting there, like, the hell? Yeah. And then that's when it just starts imposing itself. Yeah. Um. There was, I heard about a production, I don't know if this was, like, one of the... Bigger productions, or if it was mm-hmm. just like someone was able to pull off a high school one,
1: yeah,
0: which is illegal, right? Because yeah. just just because there's no like, a, I don't think you can officially buy the book for a high school production like you okay. can with other shows. Like you can get high school Heather's, yeah, you can get high school *Spring Awakening* somehow. <laughs> just don't tell the parents. You can get high school *Rent*, and I'm pretty sure that's what Fox did.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Someone, um,
1: someone should say that they're getting High school rent But they get the actual rent And just spring that on the parents But hey Remember there's an elementary school production of Scarface
0: so Oh boy
1: <laughs> Yeah that's the one where um, There was like this like 10 second uh, clip of a video Of like the kids staging one of the scenes From Scarface And instead of saying fuck they're saying fudge And fudging
0: that's adorable. Somehow. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're like, they're like six, seven years old too. So it's just like, ee- say hello to my little friend.
0: <laughs> Pulls out a Nerf gun. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my God, there are Gatling Nerf guns. <laughs> I'm going to be the worst parent ever. Or the best parent ever.
0: Yeah, both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> No, the reason that a high school be more chill is illegal at this point is just because you can't get the book, so you'd yeah. have to, like, watch a bootleg of it and copy everything down and then stage it like that.
1: Yeah. Though I'm pretty sure that they would be pretty okay with, like, making they,
0: Yeah, it's, it's like, only illegal on a technicality. They're not yeah. gonna, like...
1: <laughs> yeah, like, when they can do it, they, they will. Probably.
0: This is the musical, police! Open up! <laughs> <laughs> but I did actually find a bootleg of be more chill-eagle. <laughs> which, the... Bless their hearts. They're trying their best. Um, the person they have playing Jeremy is a star.
1: Yeah.
0: They also gender bent rich. Okay. And I, hmm. I'm i going to send you a picture of Rich Garansky after this. Okay. He is like textbook bisexual punk disaster.
1: Yeah.
0: In all like muscle shirts and tattoos and the party city red streak. Yeah. <laughs> and in Be, Be More Chill Legal, it's a chick playing him. Yeah. Oh. And of course this is the um, mm. Someone like also took that bootleg And made like a highlight reel of it Yeah, With like their commentary appearing Like <laughs> pop-up video style <laughs> And they're like Wow they really did that for the lesbians Yeah
1: They were probably trying to make this more straight But no you're just appealing to all of the um... This was an awakening for a number of lesbians At your school
0: Yeah Yeah Um, and the reason it's called Be More Chill Legal or Illegal Be More Chill, you've heard of Illegal Heathers, right? Yeah. For our audience who isn't in the know, Illegal Heathers was um, an illegal (laughs) production of the Heathers musical at a high school where they somehow cut out half the songs and, like, it's half the musical and half the movie. Oh my god. And also, like, is trying to, (laughs) tries to, like, just kind of... Water down all the worst bits of the musical. Yeah. Not worse as in bad, worse as in, like, really raunchy. Yeah. It does include a line, all of my rides to school are dead or gay, <laughs> which implies that gays can't drive. I definitely said this recently, but, um, <laughs> being a- traffic safety is the only part of heterosexual culture that I subscribe to. <laughs> Illegal Heather's also has a line where Veronica turns to JD and shouts, "Damn it, JD! You said you weren't gonna kill anyone anymore. We just sang a song about this."
1: <laughs> it sounds like such a disaster.
0: Um, nobody dies and be more chill. That's good. Even the missing mom isn't dead. She just pieced out of her family.
1: That's good. That okay, mom peacing out like mm.
0: it's not good. But I prefer that trope over, like, fridging her.
1: Yeah, yeah. I am okay with uh, dead moms if we're talking about fairy tales. Because that is just a thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of over that too.
1: Yeah, it's like, look, it's probably gonna kick off the plot anyway, so yeah.
0: There are, and also there are just as many terrible moms as there are. Actually, no, the reason there's so many dead moms in Fairy Tales is because a lot of the original versions just had them as the original evil mom. mom.
1: Yeah, like, the Brothers Grimm, on purpose, was like, okay, we have way too many evil moms, how about we um, convert them over to stepmoms?
0: Yeah, we're, we're gonna kill this terrible mother so we can replace them with a terrible stepmother. <laughs>
1: Parental favoritism, especially towards your own spawn, as opposed to your new spouse's spawn, is a thing.
0: Yeah, we've, we're have we trying to get rid of one issue, and in the process, we just create a whole flock of new issues. Yes. If Beam Chill was a fairy tale, it'd be like Rumpelstiltskin, I feel like, is the closest.
1: Yeah, or one of those fairy tales where you make a deal with someone and it, it goes bad.
0: Something involving the Fair Folk. Yeah, this is one of those Fair Folk ones. The Squip could easily... Be mapped on... Yeah. Actually, yeah, the, the true metaphor of Be More Chill is to not make deals with the fae.
1: Yeah, and in this day and age, the fae is technology.
0: Exa- yes. Yeah. This is exactly right.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, this is way too real, given that I am looking at my iPhone and I know that someone is listening in on this conversation.
0: We, got re- we gotta We get rid of the fairies using cold iron, and I'll just pull out a flintlock and shoot my MacBook. <laughs>
1: Deal with it, NSA agent Steve!
0: <laughs> what if the NSA are the new Sealy Court? Yeah. This took a weird turn. Yeah. Is there anything else you can think of? Because I feel like I've covered... I feel like this is mostly just waxing poetic about Be More Chill. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I forgot. I started oh. a plot point and then I went off on a completely different tangent. Okay. <laughs> um. So, we were talking about the aesthetic. Yeah. And, like, bringing the synthwave aesthetic on top of the suburbia. Yeah. There was one production I heard about that whatever version it was they started with the squip just looking like a normal guy okay and like he had a leather jacket and shades it looks like a cool dude he's a cool dude teaching Jeremy how to be a cool dude himself yeah and then like over time they started like drawing Tron lines on the squip's face and on like introducing it underneath the clothing until like he went from like a cool dude in glasses to like one part Neo from the Matrix and like so he's got like a trench coat and like yeah. these like instead of like normal sunglasses there's like the the flat ones. Yeah like, cyberpunk shades. Yeah the cyberpunk Yeah. And he has like tron lines on the jacket and drawn all over the face. Neat. That's super cool. And like they couldn't necessarily do it for all the stuff because the squip like he has many songs and singing parts. Yeah. But at the end like if you listen to the recording at the end he starts getting like a lot of uh feedback in his voice. Ooh, and like with like in a film it wouldn't necessarily have to be the animation or live action you could do it either way just because you have the production ability to do this in post you don't have to try and map it on live yeah Yeah. you could have the script slowly become more and more obviously artificial
1: yeah that's super cool
0: and if anyone knows which production pulled this off please let us know because i'd love to give them the proper credit yeah also, in Australia, yeah, for some reason they got an Australian production before they got on Broadway.
1: <laughs> huh. Okay. In Australia,
0: they changed the squip to a female form as well. Hmm. And of course, that's kind of doesn't matter because as demonstrated in the text of the show, like, the script can take whatever form it needs to. Yeah. But they're just like, yeah, the, the script is predominantly played by a chick here. Go for it.
1: Cool. So... Yeah, uh, technology is, uh, weird and fey-like, and dear god, what have we gotten ourselves into?
0: Yeah. The- it's not even necessarily an anti-technology thing. It's just- it. It is very much about peer pressure. Like, they, Like there's plenty of applicability, but peer pressure is the one that comes down to it, because the closing song of the show is called Voices in My Head. Yeah. And the lyrics go, there might be voices in my head, um- But no matter what, I can't, it's not the exact lyrics, but basically it says there's always going to be voices in my head, but the loudest one now is going to be mine. Okay. And the voices in my head, it could be the script, but it can also be just everyone around you telling you how to do stuff and how to live your life.
1: Yeah, but I'm going to follow the main voice in my head, mine. Yes. (sighs) That's, that's
0: good. Anyways, I'm going to go put on some pants. (laughs) And while I do that, we're going to play a friendship promo. Hey everyone. We're Vigilant Emily from Power Up Everything Nintendo and Beyond. That we are. We're peeking in on your very good podcast to talk to you about our very good podcast. It's it like I said, it's called Power Up Everything Nintendo and Beyond. We talk about Nintendo and we don't we don't we don't fear going beyond. <laughs> that's <laughs> certainly true. That's that's all you get. That's all you need to know. No, we're we're just two friends who uh, like video games enough to make a podcast about it. That's pretty simple. Uh, Subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify. Stitcher.
1: We're everywhere. You can't can't avoid us no matter how much you try. We will be there.
0: Omnipresent, really. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Tanner. I love you. I love you, too. And so I put on some pants for you. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how to segue into the promoting stuff. Lindsay, where are you on the internet?
1: <laughs> I'm at lindsaym476. That's Lindsay with an A. Um, so that's my Twitter handle. You can get to all of my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart. And you can find me on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I Reboot You First, and it's pronounced, IT'S FROM JAPAN!
1: And you can find this podcast on Instagram at uh, Not If I Reboot You First, all one word. Uh, The hashtag is N-I-I-R-Y-F, and it is pronounced... I don't have a funny thing to say right now.
0: That's fair. You're not as familiar with the source material. I'm tired. I'm tired. That's fine. I can't wait for like every time I've shouted it's from Japan to completely blow out my mic and I'm going to have to jump through so many post-production hoops so that I don't destroy our listeners' eardrums when they (laughs) listen to this episode. Yeah.
1: My problem is I've only had two cups of coffee today and I need at least
0: four to function. (laughs) You need four cups of coffee to start you up and then you need an entire box of wine to shut you down.
1: Yes. (laughs) I am going to be a wine mom. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Who
0: shoots, who shoots her kids with a Nerf gun whenever they misbehave.
1: <laughs> uh, not going to be that bad, but they are going to have to deal with mom playing metal while she's driving. Sorry, kids, you don't get to pick the radio station until you're older.
0: <laughs> uh, anyways, you can also email us at notify first at gmail.com. You can send us our comments, criticisms, critiques. Your If you'd like to be a guest, you can send us that. Uh, send us a hint of what you'd like to do. Uh, but not the whole thing because we like being surprised. You can also send us your favorite flavor of Mountain Dew.
1: <laughs> Should add some Doritos to that. Uh, We've got a patron. It is Not If I Reboot You First?
0: Yes. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Not If I Reboot You First. I'm pretty sure our only patron still is Charlie. Yeah, it's just Charlie. Thank you, Charlie.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: But yeah, if y'all feel like it, you can... Subscribe to our patron, You can get weekly shoutouts on this podcast. And then if you go up a $5 tier, then you can get early episodes, bonus episodes. You can vote in the poll, which is probably going to be closed by the time this episode comes out. But I don't know what the final vote will be necessarily. I thought it was last time, but Charlie could change their mind. <laughs> I think that covers everything for us. Okay. Um, I'm also pretty sure next week is a guest. So I don't know what the hint is. Okay. The hint is, be our guest, be our guest.
1: <laughs> Put our <laughs> service to the test.
0: <laughs> Try the gray stuff, it's delicious.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Man, I need to see that movie again.
0: The original version, the. the... There's only one version. Yeah. And a Christmas spinoff. Yeah. Maybe we should add an enchanted Christmas to our reboot list. They they had Tim Curry as a sassy pipe organ. How did they go wrong? It's
1: directed DVD. They didn't get it right until like Cinderella three.
0: Yeah, this is true. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, that's it for us this week. Uh, we'll see you next time, but not if we reboot you first. Bye. Bye. anyway are you gonna gonna watch batwoman
1: yeah i'm gonna end up watching batwoman
0: good i feel i feel like ruby rose was made for you in a lab (laughs) yeah